from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Hey, Jeff! <laughs> hey, Aaron! Oh, welcome all to oh, my fantasy children. <laughs> it just sounds like the guy who does the intro. It doesn't sound like <laughs> Father Christmas at all. I mean, it might. I mean, it might be Santa. Maybe, maybe this whole time. Holy maybe this- shit. Maybe this whole journey that we've been taking. It's about fucking Santa Claus. I, I'm quitting now. I'm deleting everything. I'm going to burn the SoundCloud. <laughs> and everything's all about fucking Santa Claus. That is the worst. <laughs> but. Turns out it was Christmas all along. Fuck. Damn it. I hate Christmas and I hate love. Well-established canon facts. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is a podcast where we team up with Santa Claus to defeat dark spirits in order to capture their children and make them battle to get into the Pokemon League. Sort of a Krampus situation. We 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 break into the homes of these dark spirits. We hit their children with, with reed, with mm-hmm. reeds, with yeah, birch oh, yeah. rods. Oh, yeah. We put them in a basket, oh, and yeah. we bring them to you as fully formed tabletop characters. Yeah, but in reality, we just take a prompt from the internet and we turn it into a tabletop character. It's just for you. Yeah, it's not nearly that exciting. <laughs> yeah, no, I wish we were breaking into houses and beating the shit out of people with reeds dressed like Krampus. But <gasps> anywho, uh, welcome to December, and we have a prompt this week. It is from Treehugger King, and the prompt is, A cute old train conductor who is beloved by all of his passengers. That's adorable. Isn't it? I'm really into this prompt. It's it's too fucking cute. I love it. I'm obsessed. How do you want to start this? Let's see. Okay, so they're a cute old train conductor. They are a cute old train conductor that everybody loves. Everybody loves them. So this train. So they wait, a conductor is someone who drives the train. The person right? that drives the train, yeah. Okay. So in this in this version of a fantasy train, it's like you actually get to meet the captain of the train. He's standing outside, like waving his hat at people like, Hello! Hello Come on everyone. To the train. Welcome. Everyone's like, ah. Oh. And I think he has treats. Oh yeah, for sure. He definitely has treats. Definitely has silly announcements like, oh, uh, attention everyone who's riding this train. It may get a little spooky, and he flicks the lights on and off. Dad jokes. Everybody, please be on the lookout uh, in the back train car. There's a birthday boy, and then they bring out a cake, and the oh, kids are no! That's oh, actually a thing that happened to us at Disney World when we went to Disney World. <laughs> fuck yeah, then. Then they stole the idea from this guy. They did, yeah. This dude invented the whole, like, you know, these two people are at an anniversary, and then everybody claps. It's a whole nice, it's a nice little scene. Damn. Okay, so this person is a really great train conductor. Yeah. Who knows all. Uh, yeah, knows everyone, I think. Like, has, oh, for like, sure. if you ride the train, knows your first last name, knows your job, knows where you're where, from, who your where kids you're going. Are. Yeah, everything. Before you get on the train. <laughs> I'm really, I'm leaning into the idea. I should hope so, because he drives the train to set locations. <laughs> no. No, he doesn't. Oh, sh- wait, what? He doesn't. He just knows where you're going, and he takes you there. Okay, is the train not on a fucking track, Jeff? Oh, no. This is a flying train. <laughs> this is a flying, like, ghost train. 
we have gone from zero to 100 so quickly. To, yeah, no, he's a captain of a train. Everybody loves him. Oh, no, it doesn't go on a track. He knows where you need to go, and he flies you there on his magic train. On a, it's like a, it's like a ghost train. What, so he's dead? No. He's <laughs> no, he's not, he's not dead. He's just magic. Oh, so it's a magic train. It's like a magical ghost, but it's like a, you know, like, you've seen, the, like, the ghost train, how it, like, flies, and it flies through things, like. Oh, so, like, the Polar Express, except, like, mad, more magical. Yeah. Cool. Like All the right. Polar Express meets the magic school bus, how it's, like, going everywhere. Oh, my God. We have now touched into a new magical vein in terms of the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> all right, so we're hopping on the magic hopping train on the magic train car. Watch the river of lava. Ah! Um, and what's, what's his name? Hmm. It's a great... Captain Trick Smallman. Excuse me? Captain Trick Smallman. Mallman? Smallman. Like a small man. Smallman. Chef Stormer. That? That is fucking unbelievable. <laughs> it's a holiday miracle. Jump on the magic train car. I'm Captain Trick Smallman. Uh, is he a small man? I think he's actually kind of tall, and he laughs about that. <laughs> it's just a name. <laughs> I think he's like, eh, I'm a small man. You see how small I am? But he's got to, like, lean down a little bit to talk to you. Picks up kids by the head, like, palms them. <laughs> like, brings them to eye level and is like, are you ready to ride the magic train car? Like, I am. I am. Aaron, what if he's a giant? No. It's not what if, Jeff. It's he's <laughs> a fucking giant. <laughs> he's picking up. He's not picking up kids by the. He's picking up like adults by the paw, like palming them and just picking them up. Me like, oh, let's I'm on the train. And you're like, holy shit! This is so. Of course, everybody knows him. He's, he's, he's a enormous. giant. He's a giant. Oh, everybody knows, but they actually know and love him. They don't yeah, fear oh, this giant. Yeah, he is. He's a friendly awesome. giant. Absolutely. Holy shit, he's a friendly giant, and he drives a magic train car. Does he teach people? I think it's educational as well. I'm leaning into this magic school bus thing. I think, okay, so I have something fantastic. In every seat of the magic train car, there's a pamphlet of fun educational facts <laughs> that you can choose not to read or read, but they're geared toward, like, little kids, so they're, like, really silly, like... Did you know that the whisker of a great catfish of Moon Crescent can grow up to 11 feet long? That's one heck of a noodle. But here's the other half of it. They're all, they're geared towards kids and they're, it's half like silly educational facts and half horrifyingly specific like life advice. <laughs> <laughs> and if you choose to read it, it's literally like, did you know that, did you know that the mount, that Iron Hill is like 4,000 feet tall? You should really get back together with Martin. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he knows you because he fucking knows you. It's like, okay, no, it's even better. It's better than a pamphlet. <laughs> Every time you get like your, your complimentary peanuts, at the bottom isn't just like a fortune, like in a fortune cookie. It's like a letter just for you. You open it up and it's like, did you know that the, you know, crown city of Moon Crescent has a candy cane in it that's a hundred feet long? Like, God, uh, please don't make that be canon. But, um. No, it's canon. It is it's canon, canon now. Came out of my mouth. 
Um, and at the bottom, it's just like, you need to really consider the fact that your parents are going through a lot, Johnny. You need to be patient with them. It's a fortune cookie, so it's got the thing on both sides. Instead of having a word written on it, it's like one <laughs> side is like child's, one side is child fact. The other, painfully personalized. Yes. It's just, you flip it over. Most people just look at the child, the children's like educational fact and throw it. They're afraid to face the demons in the mirror of the fortune cookie. <laughs> They turn it over and it's like, you should delete your Ashley Madison account. You're afraid to go back to school. I get it. But it's going to be okay. It's the right decision. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But only if you you can choose. to. It's really good advice. But you have to be like, all right, I'm on my commute. Do I choose to face the demons in the mirror or not? Really might not be in the mood today. It's Monday. I'm just going to crumple this up. I'm just going to read the fun popsicle fact, the Snapple cap, and I'm not going to look at the demon in the mirror. (laughs) The thing that sucks, though, the thing that sucks, though, is that sometimes people have to do it accidentally. Oh, of course. They're like, I can't wait to read what, uh, what was his name? Captain Trick. Wait, Trick? Not Trick. Trick. Uh, I can't wait to read what Captain Trick's moment says for... Well, what's it say, Diane? Um, uh, it said something about bird feathers and, uh, how hollow they are or something. <laughs> are you cheating on me? <laughs> you were at the you were at the wrong side, didn't you? You're cheating on me. Just admit it. I like that this is just equal parts adorable and like weird and terrifying. And weird and terrifying. And he's like, "Welcome to the train." And he just looks at you for a little too long, like I know what you did, or like I I know what's going on with you. And if you want to talk about it, that's fine. Yeah, no matter what, a- I'm gonna make you face it in one way or another. Yeah, he's not he's not maliciously like I know what you did. He's like I'm here if you need to talk. No, that's and the even magic. If not, and if you don't want to talk, I'm gonna force it on you. I'm gonna make you think about it. <laughs> It's there. It's it's that he's like, look, reality is there, whether or not you need it to be there. If you want to talk about it, I'm here. If not, <laughs> that's the funniest thing we have ever said on this podcast. <laughs> okay, so we have Trick Smallman, uh, Captain Captain Trick Smallman. Oh God, he's driving the magic <laughs> magic train car. We'll just call it. We need to come up with a name for the train car. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's got to be something about looking the demon in the mirror. Like, looking, <laughs> confronting yourself. It's called the... The Reflections called, Car. It's called the Reflections Car, yep. It's called the... It's just called the Reflection. Up <laughs> <laughs> on board the Reflection! Oh, God. Up uh, on oh board the Reflection! It's the only way you can get oh to God. work on time. Oh, my God, I've got something. Yes. You don't choose to get on the reflection. It just, it like. It shows up at your house. It's the, no, it's, you have no choice, Jeff. <laughs> it just shows up at your house. And it's like, this is my, this is the moment when I have to come on the reflection. Well, it, he also knows where you need to go. So if yeah. you're like, oh God, I really have to get this done. Hey, how's it going? You're like, oh, for fuck's sake. I forgot that if I think it, reflection will show up. He only shows up when you have to get somewhere that's also a metaphor for something else. (laughs) Something that'll teach you something about your life. 
So it's like, oh man, I gotta go to this job interview, but like, I'm not really excited about it. And he just pulls up in front like, are you ready to go? I really, uh, I don't know. I kind of don't want to go to school today. I think I'm going to play, I think I'm going to play hooky. (laughs) Hey, you coming to school today? I fucking am now. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh my God. I've got something. Oh my God. I've got something. Okay. So let's talk about the holidays. (laughs) Okay. Because I've got a holiday in mind. Okay. Hit me with your holiday. So this is a thing that happens. The reflections train comes for you. This is a thing that happens. Yes. It happens. You never know when it's going to happen. But Ooh, so it's not like a commuter train. It's no, like it's a mystical, like, magical train. It's a, yeah, it's, it's, yes, it is a thing that, that you're going some, you're, when you're en route to somewhere, it appears in front of you and you board it and you are confronted by like the reality of life. Oh my, in the form of a jolly giant named Trick Smallman. <laughs> gives you a fortune cookie. Gives you, here's your cookie. And you're like, oh no. <laughs> oh, I have crack, responsibilities crack. I need to take care of. So the holiday part of this is every year there's Reflections Day. Ooh. Where people pay homage to this like spiritual experience. Yeah. By giving personal gifts. And message, and like, let love letters and kind messages to the people they care about. You're reflecting oh. on the fact that you're beloved and your life has meaning. Oh my god. So you just, you give someone like a token of love? Or like, yeah. I appreciate you in one way or another? Yeah. That's fucking adorable. And that's, that's, that's the, the holiday tradition of, of Reflections Day. Ah, oh, so it only happens, does he only show up on Reflections Day? No, he shows up at random, but they when you, honor him. That's the worst! Oh, that <laughs> but they the honor worst. him on Reflections Day. You're like just going out to get the paper. Choo-choo! <laughs> You're like, oh no, I, I swear I wasn't gonna go to the bar. Oh, god damn it. Do you really need that mother drink? Or do you want to read about catfish whiskers? <laughs> oh. But the thing is, he's so... Maybe he's magical in that, like... You kind of, you, you, you can't help but love him. Oh, no, you absolutely do in the way that this is something you have to, this is something you yeah. should do. You should be handling this responsibility. It's, it's, it's bitter medicine. Yeah, it's bitter it's, medicine. You're reflecting. You're, you're literally looking in the mirror and going, oh, God, I have to face myself on this train next to someone else who's also doing the same. <laughs> God, I forgot that there's multiple people on a train. Yes! Each train car has like 40 people sitting <laughs> and like... like... Everybody's looking at fortune cookies like, do I open it? Do I, do o- I open everybody? it? And oh, everybody's God. looking like, oh, I bet that guy got the reflection <laughs> side. Oh, boy. Uh, good thing I got catfish whiskers and like the wind blows and it flips over in your hand. And you're like, oh, ah! God! Periodically, he just comes on the loudspeaker. If y'all look on the left, you'll see... Uh, You'll see the dwarven city of Geode, and everybody looks on the left, half of them with tears in their eyes, and the other half are just like, this is a fun train ride. You're like, God, everybody told me that this was going to hurt and like be a really tough train, but like, I love this. And everybody's like, no, I love it too. It's just like, in a different way, I guess. Oh, God. Oh, God. I got, oh, God. There's one passenger on the tr- on the train Every single day, and he's never once looked. At, he's never once looked at the reflection side. He just thinks it's the greatest thing. Every day they're like going to work, and he stops for them, and he's like, 
are you ready to get on? Meaning, like, are you ready to look at life in the face? And he's like, of course, I need to go to work. Do you know who that is? Please. Craig. <laughs> Wizards commute to fantasy Reddit. It's just like, he loves it every day. He's like, this is the best. I this love it. Blissfully unaware douchebag. Everyone's <laughs> crying around. He's like, why is everybody so fucking he's mopey? Never, he's never once looked at the wrong side. <laughs> he's just like, I get a fun fact. I every get a train fucking ride. day with these, with these sad people. And then he talks to them. Like he's sitting next to this person who's like <laughs> sobbing because it's like, you should really pick up the phone and call your mother. And you're like, I know, but like our relationship has so many complications. And then Craig is sitting next to you like, hey, did you know that a golden rhino's horn weighs nine pounds of pure gold? <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't that great? Why are you crying? Anyway, this is my stop. Uh, uh, so moving on from Wizard. <laughs> All right, moving on from the fucking nexus of our universe, Craig fucking Hasterberg. Oh, uh. God, this is, oh my God, I love Trick's mom <laughs> forcing you to confront life. So I have a, rem- a morose holiday idea. So is Trick's mom an immortal? Hmm? He has to be. He's mystical. Yeah, okay. Just yeah. I just wanted to check. Yeah, no, he is, no one really is sure, but everyone's like, he's been, all my life, all my parents' life, that motherfucker has been making us think some <laughs> deep shit at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> Just, it's always during rush hour. Yeah, it's the busiest time of day. <laughs> right before you're about to do something else, you have to confront demons. <laughs> you're so unprepared. Oh, God, I love you, Trick's mom. <laughs> okay, okay. So, my idea for a holiday is we're at Iron Hill. Right. And every year, there is a holiday pageant. Uh, what do we say Reflections Day? It's, oh, to tell someone that you love them or like, you know, that you appreciate them. And so every year, uh, they do a pageant telling the story of, I think the story would have to be of, uh, how Jeremy became Big Jeremy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's obviously done by the children of Iron Hill and directed by the one and only Big Jeremy. He loves directing that play every year. Oh, man. It is his greatest joy in life. He's directing the holiday pageant that tells the story of how the mean old dragons charge toward Iron Hill. And the old King Arthur fell down and hurt his knee. And Big Jeremy had to take over and blast him all away, keeping the beastmen safe and ensuring safety. I kind of like the idea that Big Jeremy is not, like dramatizing it enough what do you mean (laughs) like he's making it he's so into like theater yeah and the pageantry of it that he's making it this big operatic thing (laughs) that like children children like in a three-hour opera (laughs) and it's like people are like there's death scenes and it's (laughs) It's just it's not handled with kid gloves it's fucking wild the special (laughs) effects budget is through the roof you have king arthur dying on stage because he's this mo- he's this amazing director, so he's pulling out these incredible performances. Holy so these shit. like little kids are like, oh god, I'm, I'm dying. 
Jeremy, Jeremy, come here. Take my. It's all in like real time. They don't slow down for dramatic effect, like in like a Playwood. So it's like they just reenact the fucking Battle of Iron Hill in an amphitheater. Battle reenactment. Yeah, every year. Holy (laughs) shit! Jeremy, take my glasses. What now? Yes, now. Take them now. Like, like, it's so epic and dramatic and horrifying. The only thing he's added is just a bitchin' soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> just drums and electric guitar and, like, full orchestra <laughs> treatment. Oh, there's a full fucking orchestra. So every year, they direct the, what do you want to call it? The Iron Pageant? Yes. It sounds really yeah. fucking epic. The Pageant of Iron. <laughs> the, welcome to the Pageant of Iron. We open uh, as the dragons charge upon Iron Hill. Fireballs fire out from above. <laughs> Lord Arthur, we need to fall back. Like people are on fire. Jeremy is sitting in the front row with his hands in front of his mouth, like just like watching intently. Like yes. He delayed. He delayed that line, but it's okay. It's all right. I, I forgive have faith him. In him. We will we'll pull through. <laughs> the, just... the play is very dangerous. That's why, like one false move of choreography, and you'll be hit by a catapult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yes. Good. Good. Cat- catapults are on time. Caitlin dodged a ballista. Great. Good for her. <laughs> she has real potential. And I think the greatest honor is playing Big Jeremy. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. No, it's playing Arthur. I think. I think it's both of them. Yeah, I think it's that, definitely both of them. Like one guy because I to think play that's Jeremy, one of yeah. the embellishments he makes is that that love subplot's a little bit more pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that accurate. He's holding Jeremy, and he's like, <laughs> and he's, Jeremy's holding him, and he's like, Jeremy. Hold me in your big, beefy, beautiful arms. Ah, hold me close like you did on that one night by the lake when you kissed me on the mouth and everyone was like, God, that's so hot, Jeremy. <laughs> yes. Mm, yes. Yes. Good. Yes. That's exactly what happened. But in reality, he was like, put on the fucking glasses. I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. Reality is just coughing up blood. Like, put them on, Jeremy. It's time. Like, but in reality, they were like, he kissed him, shut his eyes, put two coins on Arthur's eyes. <laughs> Harps are playing as angel, as like children playing angels are lowered on rope. <laughs> they carry him to heaven. And Big Jeremy <laughs> has a monologue where he's like, I am fueled with the power of the one king. And now I will announce my revenge. When in reality, he threw into, he flew into like a teenaged rage and just killed everybody flailing just, a mace. It's, yeah, it's, it's 100% like the dramatized reenactment. <laughs> okay. Oh. So that's the greatest thing in the fucking world. But okay. So what I'm thinking is, after the play is over, after, you know, the roses have buried the children on stage, <laughs> afterward, you know, Jeremy's helping them all get out of their wigs and horns. Right, right, right. And the actor um, playing, I think the actor playing Big Jeremy, he's like, I want you to meet my dad, Big Jeremy. Like, I want you to meet my dad. And he's like, of course. Like, I, I, I'd be delighted. And so he's shaking hands, shaking hands. And I think... There's something that the father of this young actor gives to Big Jeremy that's, like, from a time ago. 
like maybe that that kid's dad was like there maybe that kid's dad was like on the battlefield with big jeremy oh that's beautiful and it gives him like a token yep you know like here is uh what is what's something that like hmm oh 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 i got i have something great it's it's sort of like maybe a swatch of like arthur's cape and he's like i've kept this with me my entire life you know and it's given me strength i want you to have it big jeremy because what i just saw was so beautiful and you have changed my son's life forever i no longer need it so he gives him a keepsake uh a, a swatch of arthur's cape a swatch of arthur's cape from the battle and this is Arthur Swatch watch. Ar- Ar- he gives him Arthur's. What's well, canon now? He gives him <laughs> Arthur's watch. I think it's a pot. Ooh, it's a pocket watch. Jack. It's definitely a pocket watch. He gives Jeremy Arthur's pocket watch, and he's like, "I found this on the battlefield, and I've kept it with me for millennia, and it's given me a sense of who I am, and I want you to have it." And there is something I mentioned to you off chat, uh, and I wrote down a long time ago. I think. That the Beastmen are so long-lived that they forget who they are after millennia. Like, their memory is not that great, so it does start to dissipate after thousands and thousands of years. And so for them, I think on Reflections Day and the, of the Beastmen, it's a gift of, uh, it's a gift to someone to remind the person of who they, of who they are and just to give them like, uh, I remember this time with you, and it meant a lot to me, and I want you to know that, and I want you to feel the good that I feel. I love that. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful holiday celebration. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. So he gives, and he's like, happy Reflections Day, Big Jeremy, and he gives him this pocket watch. So this is the thing about the, what's it called, the pageant of iron, is that's just how Big Jeremy remembers it. Yeah, that's just how he, that's how, in his mind, it's perfect. Yeah, in his mind, that's exactly what happened. He made out with Arthur, he died, you know. But I think mm-hmm. uh, seeing this pocket watch and getting it, touching it, unlocks a part of his memory of Arthur. I think he starts to, it, it honestly, like, takes him back. It unlocks something in his memory that takes him back to a time when he saw, ooh, he's a squire. He saw Arthur dressing for the battle. Yeah, I love that. Putting on his armor and checking his pocket watch to see what time it was and constantly fiddling with it nervously. Because I think in his mind, he's like, oh, I remember Arthur on the battlefield, a brave and courageous warrior who feared nothing. When in reality, Arthur was like, I don't want to do this. This is not fun. We have a great thing going. And now we have to go to battle with like... He was afraid. He was afraid for his life. And Yeah. So I think that took Jeremy, it unlocked an uncomfortable memory of Jeremy. And I think something that it also would unlock is who the fuck is my dad? Because this man was like, my child now will live their life looking up to you the way we used to look up to Arthur. And, you know, and he's like, oh shit, I have a dad. It's, it's, it just hasn't really, hasn't really thought about it. In a very, very long time. But he's like, I'm Big Jeremy, the Ironmonger's son. That's my title. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, that's right. I I have some sort of father. I have parents. Yeah, right. What I'm thinking is, Big Jeremy is like, I have to find, I have to find my parents. I have to get back to who I am. Like, he's just been spending millennia dedicating his life to the people of Iron Hill. 
while the thoughts of who he actually is and where he comes from, his childhood, life pretty much before the Battle of Iron Hill and like squiring under Arthur is a distant memory. It's gone. Mm -hmm. And this is slightly tickled that memory and like brought just a little bit back. And I think now he has to go and search for it. And Jeff, do you know what shows up to Iron Hill when Jeremy sets out to start his quest to find his parents? Is it the magical train of Captain Trix Malvin? You're fucking right it is. <laughs> oh, God. Even Big Jeremy is like, oh, for fuck's oh, sake. No. Okay. So I know what happens, though. All right. Hit me. Okay. So Big Jeremy, of course, has to board the train because Trix, everyone knows, Trix knows where you need to go. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, he sits down. He said, everyone's like, holy shit, it's Big fucking Jeremy. Big Jeremy commutes to the fantasy Whole Foods just like we do. <laughs> and he's like, hey, hello, everyone. How are you? Like, you know, he sits down. With the, with the wizards in the back like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and then Big Jeremy looks at him and is like, really trying to contain his excitement. He's keeping it cool. He's like, sup, 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 wizard. Hey, Craggles. Sup, Craggles. How's it, uh, how's it hanging these days, huh? <laughs> He oh, just, like sits down, but he's like getting real nervously, like shaking. I think, ooh, I have something great. So he has his little pen with him, and he's like, "I know what I'm going to do. I am going to ask for Craig's autograph on this. I have him. He's right here in the same train car as me." <laughs> and so he opens his peanuts, nibbles them, of course, gets to the fortune, and it says, "Um, what's a good thing? Oh, in the frozen north, the ice spirits." Eat magic, not ice. How chill is that? <laughs> um, and so he's like, all right, I'm going to give Craig, I'm going to have him sign. This is all I have. He's going to have to sign my fortune. And so he flips it over to the other side and it says, ding dong. Big, Big Jeremy, Jeremy, please, please report, report to the, the captain's, captain's car. car. Uh, how unusual. And he's looking at big, he's looking at wizard in the back who's like picking his nose and like, <laughs> Pulling, pulling gunk out of his belly button and flicking it out he's, the window. He's not even, no, he's not flicking it out of the window. I know what he does with his gunk. Ugh, what does he do with his gunk? He wraps it, he puts it in, in the, the fortune. fortune. And that's why he's never seen the He uses the other side to wipe his nose and belly button gunk. <laughs> every day, every day he's like, all right. Done with that. <laughs> Throws it out the window. Some kid finds it, and it's like, you should probably do some deep thinking. And <laughs> they think it's, this kid thinks it's for them. <laughs> oh. So Big Jeremy gets a call to the captain's car. And, you know, very casually opens the door, and there's a giant trick, uh, trick smallman. Why, hello there, Big Jeremy. And he's like, did you get my fortune? And he's like, yeah, I've always wanted to meet you. You know, I've been such an admirer of your work protecting the realm for so long. You know, I want you to have this. And I think that Jeremy gets an honorary captain's hat. Oh, no! He gets a little conductor's hat. But what I'm thinking is, when the hat goes on his head, it unlocks a certain memory. Mm. So Big Jeremy flashes back to being a wolf and beast men like human years, you know, like a 19-year-old right, right, right. beast men, man squire 
and like the bells are ringing, meaning like the dragons are descending upon us. I think what happened was they evacuated the residents of Iron Hill. So like all those who cannot fight must please evacuate the city. And Big Jeremy is like, Arthur, I, I need a half hour. And Arthur goes home. I mean, and he's like, Arthur needed a half hour. Big Jeremy goes home, grabs his dad, who at this point is like so far gone in terms of memory loss that he's just like, oh, who are you? And he's like, I, I, I don't have time for this, dad. I know you don't know what's really going on right now, but I need you to get out of the city. I need you to leave Iron Hill. And he puts him on a train and sends him out of Iron Hill. And I don't know what happens. But he turns into Trick's mom and Jeff. Oh no! Yep. Oh no! Oh god, I'm crying now! Oh no! <laughs> yeah, he was trying oh. to keep his father safe. So he sent him out of the city on the train. And he turned him into a magical man that forces people to confront the things that they're trying- that they've- that they've, ba- that they've buried. Yes. In their mind. Oh my god! He helps them untap parts of themselves. And it was, and it all led to him meeting his son. That's amazing. And I think Big Jeremy realizes it. Does, uh, Trick Smallman know that he's Big Jeremy's dad? I don't think so. But does Big Jeremy tell him? I don't think so. I don't either. But I think he knows. Oh, he I absolutely knows. Enough. And that's enough for him that he's the son of an ancient ironmonger. Hmm. Because what is the origin of the, what is the sto- origin of the Day of Reflections? Like, when did it start? Who's the first beast man to ever do it? You know what I mean? When, how does it start? Yeah. Does it start with the train? Like, the train is the reason? I think the train starts showing up, and people start telling the stories of it. Yes, and beast men are like, this is a great opportunity for us to remember who we are. Yeah. They take it a lot more seriously, I think. For them, it's like, we need this. It's not like for yes. fun. It's like, oh, that's a fantastic idea. Like, gift giving has always been, you know, everybody gives each other gifts. But this is like, you have to give something memorable just to help out your fellow beast man. Remember who we are. Because we did say that Jeremy doesn't know how to speak goat man anymore. He doesn't know how to cut the hair of the goat man. He's forgotten the culture. And I think that's because no one's ever handed him there's never been anything given to him to jog that memory. Yes. That means, is Trick Smallman a goat? Is he a giant fucking goat? I think he's got two little tiny goat horns that are hidden underneath the captain's hat. Oh my god! And that's why he's Big Jeremy, because his father's a, a giant. giant. Big Jeremy. It's like a joke. That's why it runs in the family. Yeah, his son. Yeah, his, Well, his dad is like... Two stories tall. Big Jeremy, I assume, is like 11 feet tall. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you're Big Jeremy. Like, that's Big Jeremy. And he's like, oh, come here, Big Jeremy. Like when he was a kid. And we'd be like, oh, look how big you're getting. Knowing like he'll never be as big as his father. Oh, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So his father is now just a beloved train conductor who helps people along in their lives um, by taking a long look in the mirror, but every mm-hmm. time that Trick Smallman takes a look in the mirror, he just can't remember what he's supposed to be seeing. Oh, yeah. God. And Big Jeremy, I think there's a moment where Big Jeremy's like, he had brought with him like a trinket from his childhood, and he's like, and if I find one of my parents, I'm going to give this to them. 
so that it can unlock a memory. And he's gripping in his hand and he sees how happy Trick Smallman is with his life as the train conductor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't want to tarnish this. Yeah, it's too important to the world at large. Yeah, and it's too important to Trick. Oh, my. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. That is a great tale. What a good one. All right. Is that a wrap on our Trick Smallman? That's a wrap on Trick Smallman, but I wanted to do a little holiday extra. Oh, because fuck yeah. We've been talking uh, on the Discord, we've been talking on Twitter about like different holiday celebrations, and there are two of them that I wanted to talk about briefly on air, because I think I want everybody to hear about them, because they're special. <laughs> um, the one was actually sent to us as basically a prompt by Moon Rules, and this is the holiday tradition of the dwarves. Within the city of Geode, we've yet to visit it. It is cold and rocky on the outside, beautiful and glistening on the inside. Uh, deep in the cave somewhere, there are these lights. There are stones that glow. And it is a dwarven tradition to go and look at these glowing stones that, like, resonate off of emotion. So you go there and you feel joy and you feel love and it lights up these stones. And that is the dwarven holiday tradition. Oh, and it also has to do with reflection. It's very nice. Yeah, it's also a reflective thing. For them, it's a little more literal. Like, you just gaze off and you silently reflect. Yeah. You know. And it quite literally, like, light brings light back. Oh, man. It's about bringing just the light back in during such a cold and dark time of the year. Yeah. It brings light back into your life. And uh, the other one that I wanted to share... This is one that we, you and I talked about a little bit on the Discord about, like, elven culture, and I think there's a beautiful holiday in there. So, uh, elven culture. Yes. The elves are, they live in Moon Crescent. They're sort of tied to the moon. Yes. So they're sort of tied to tides. So there are, there are these long periods in elven life where you are in low tide, like years at a time, where you are sickly and weak and tired and sad. And then there are high tides. You're for like, for like four years, you are just the pits. And then for the next five, you are just beaming. You are glowing with joy and happiness yeah. and feeling great. So I think that the, the elven holiday celebration in a nutshell is they have like high tide days. Mm -hmm. They have a day where all of those that have high, that are in their like high tide periods come together and they bring gifts and they bring lights and they they make it as warming as possible and they sing song like they do they they sing songs and carols to the people that are in bed oh. and it's this it's like a week long celebration or like maybe it's like months at a time oh absolutely this it has to be the those who are in high tide come together to help those in yeah. low tide so i think like there's like a, a month, there's like a month of the year, the high tide elves take care of the low tide elves all year round. Yes. But I think there's like a month of the year mm -hmm. where they're like, let's, let's bring everybody up. Let's try to make everybody like feel as good as possible. And so there's songs and gifts. And festivals. Yeah. They bring the low tide elves out of their homes and go to like the winter festival and it's just like where you can sit and be comfortable and, yeah. you know, it's totally safe, but you can still enjoy the maybe they. Ooh, I have it. They've made some kind of glass enclosure for those in low tide so they don't have to go outside, but they can still experience the joys of like the winter holiday. Yeah. 
Oh, I, li- I like that. Wow. While like taking care of them, giving them presents, it's all under this big glass dome. Yeah. I think from it, you can see all the other holidays of the world. Like from the glass yeah. oh, dome, that's beautiful. you can yeah. see um, the Iron Hill Memory Festival. You can see the gl- glimmering rocks of Geode. Oh, that's so nice. That's beautiful. I love that. I did. I we had been talking about these these two things had come up, and I wanted to share them on air because they were really special. They and it's are. the holidays, and I feel like a little bit of holiday extra, a little holiday gift. The listeners deserve a holiday gift. Yeah. So that's our holiday gift. That was lovely. So on that, do you wanna do you wanna call it a wrap on our little holiday I think, special? I think we can call that a wrap. I think we can call that our holiday wrap. Well, thank you, Tree Hugger King, for your prompt. A cute old train conductor who is loved by all of his passengers. Yes, thank you very much it for that. Led to some beautiful places. It did. Um, if you'd like to submit your own prompt, there's a few ways you can do that. You can uh, tweet at us using the handle at amfc underscore podcast. Or the hashtag fantasy children. Hell yeah. You can find our Discord link, uh, a link to our Discord chat pinned to our Twitter. You can also email us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, there's also Facebook, facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. Like us on Facebook. It's a fun one. It still exists. It's there. It's just there for you if you need it. Yeah. Um, hmm. What? I'm trying to think. What is my verbal hug for the week? Hmm. I've got one. No, hit me, Jeff. So, whether you are with family or friends, whether you are feeling the holiday spirit or you just want the holidays to be over with, we're here for you. We we love you and we just want you to know that we we we've got you. We love you. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more in the way that if share the holiday cheer if you have it and if you don't have it, we're, we're here to listen. Yes. Very well put. Before I forget, before we go too off the emotional roller coaster, Jeff has another podcast that you should be listening to. I do. And actually, this week, there are two episodes to what? talk about. What? Uh, yeah. We've dropped, we dropped our Doctor Who Christmas special, Doctor Who Krampus Knocked, on Tuesday. And then on Friday, we dropped a special Star Wars edition in honor of Star Wars Rogue One, the new movie. Uh, we played some Star Wars, and we, we we did a special episode, and I'm really excited about it. It turned out really nice. That is amazing. Yeah, definitely check out Party of One if you haven't already. It's super good. You know, keep the lovely support that we receive from you coming, because it keeps us yeah. going. It's great. It's I'm, it's real It's real nice. It's, it, it's encouraging. Consider telling a friend about All My Fantasy Children if you enjoy it. iTunes reviews, social media shoutouts, and word-of-mouth recommendations help the show do bigger and better things. So until next time... Good night, night, happy happy holidays, holidays, and and good good game. game.